What is up everybody, Techno Babbler here, and today I am joined by my glorious friend and ally in the apocalypse, Red. He is a gun enthusiast and motorsports enthusiast whose political views are somewhat right-leaning while mostly central. Join us today as we have a light-hearted conversation exploring the uh, different perspectives around the political climate that we currently find ourselves in here in the U.S. of A. So, what has been up lately? I hear, so, uh, you don't have to disclose exactly where you are, but where you're located, you, you mentioned earlier when we were talking that you're kind of encountering some of the civil unrest that has been plaguing the streets, if you will. You, you, you know, I, I don't have a problem talking about any of that. Um, I'm pretty open about who I am and where I am. I, I you know, I could give a vicinity, actually. So I am in the uh, Pacific Northwest currently. Uh, I've been uh, dealing with, uh, I've been seeing civil unrest. I think everybody has, though, to be honest. And it's, it's, it's kind of crazy, the stuff you see day to day when you leave your home. Um, I wouldn't say it's 100% dangerous. It's just more of, you know, the, the everything's pretty unpredictable, at least in my surroundings where I'm located. Um, what, what are some of the things that you've seen that aren't violent, but that are like crazy and kind of related to the, the civil unrest? Uh, yeah, I'm going to try my best to keep this... Uh, you know, clean and, and not talk too much about anything too terrible, but, um, say how you feel, it, man. That's what this you is know, about. It, it's, not about it, it's, pretty, it, it's been pretty messed up. I'll just say that, you know, I've, I've witnessed, um, I I'm in the, the Southern, uh, central portion of, uh, Oregon, not, not, I wouldn't say Southern central. I'd, I'd say more central Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm terribly not too far from Portland and I'll just say even outside of Portland, which Portland tends to be the area where you see most of the, I'd say outlandish kind of crazy stuff going on. Um, but well, it's they had that it, jazz it, thing there. Oh no, that was in, um, that actually was in, uh, Seattle. Um, oh, my so, mistake. uh, drive for or so, um, mm-hmm. I, I haven't quite seen that. Uh, there's been similar instances in Portland that I've noticed that have, have uh, definitely been just as bad. Uh, but I wasn't even diving too much into that. I mean, I, I would consider myself more into rural, rural, I can't say it right, Oregon. Uh, not not so much in the city. I'm not too far away from the capital either. I actually was kind of somewhat impacted by the fires, but I won't even get into that. Uh, oh, we can get into sense. that. <laughs> well, we can't. We can. We just, you know, we'll get into it later. Yeah. Um, but enough uh, random talk. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a huge homeless problem, and I, I come from Los Angeles area in California. Uh, you know, and you know, the last thing I thought, you know, I know homelessness is a problem, mental health is a problem, and you definitely see it everywhere. Uh, generally, but I didn't think I'd see as much in the area that I'm in near the capital, and it's pretty pretty bad. And I know it's progressively gotten worse, and it, it's sad. You know, that's part of it. But some of the stuff these people are doing to survive, it, it's you know, it's insane. And I've wow. seen you know people walking barefoot. You know, it it looks like it almost reminds me of being in a third world country at some times because you see so many. 
Jeez. And it just really goes to show, I, I you know, I'm not going to 100% put my political, you know, views out there, but unfortunately with the current climate right now, with the way everybody's thinking and how torn our nation is and we're, we're not coming together and it's sad, you're seeing people like this that need help that aren't being helped. Yeah. And no, then, I have, and then yeah. you know, I, this might be conspiracy. I, I don't know, but um, I've had some reputable people tell me and I don't need to name drop or bring anything out like that. But, um, you know, they're in law enforcement and they're saying, you know, there's what's happening is Antifa, anti-fascist, you know, they're coming into this area. And I've, you know, from what I've been told is they're almost taking advantage of mentally ill people, um, having them carry out some of the, you know, things that are going on in our cities that are currently issues right now with the. You know, I'm not talking about peaceful protests. I'm talking about the riots. You know, they're they're getting them involved and taking advantage of them. And I, I think it's sad. I think uh, the agenda that's going on over there, and I respect Democrats and liberals. You know, they, they, they have their own political view, and I get that. But the sad part is they're taking advantage of people that are, are sick that they supposedly say they want to help. I think um, I, I I totally agree with everything you're saying, and um, you know, but just that, like I I think a lot of the issues that we're having with um, this type of like this you know this homeless epidemic that was becoming an issue before COVID w- was a thing, it began. It's been an ongoing issue for it, many many years. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, and and in a lot of I know I'm not sure, but about it's progressively gotten worse. I mean, we we can't lie. COVID has put many of us out of jobs. Currently, I'm out of work. Um, I was in you know finance business, and that's one of the businesses that probably got hurt honestly the worst. Yeah, I definitely had to make adjustments to my business model. Um, you know, I do freelance web work. And um, I, when it started, all my clients basically ghosted me. So I kind of had to rebuild my business from scratch. It's it's difficult. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, like in spite of the troubles we face, we're fortunate to compared to a lot of people like, you know, neither of us have families. Uh, I feel bad for those people who are embedded in their lives and had the the rug pulled out from under them. And, and some percentage of those homeless people are those people, you know, one day, like, uh, you know, this is much worse than the housing market crash in um, the mid to early 2000s. I forget when exactly you know, it was. But. Yeah, yeah. It's it was about 2008, 2009, I think, was the, the time that it was yeah. real, real hectic out there. I mean, I, I that impacted me back then as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like this is that, but many magnitudes worse. And um and it's really frustrating and kind of like going back into what you're saying about like these uh, democratic organizations. Like I, I don't want to call them Democrats. I would prefer to call them and you don't have to, but left wing extremists. Yes. And right, yeah. And no, right no, 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 no. That's a, that's a hundred percent. Right. Exactly what you just said. That's how I view it. I, I yeah. you know, and, and that's exactly what I was trying to say. It just made it might've been conveyed a little bit wrong. Um, no, no, I, I think you, yeah, I, I definitely got that impression. I'm not trying to like the world. You know what makes America great? Well, is freedom of speech and freedom to believe what you want to believe. And unfortunately, it's gotten down to the point where people are so opinionated. 
that they they feel like they almost have to to attack people over it. I mean, they're being. I feel like it's turning into a Marxist situation. Well, it is, and that's because um, a lot of this movement or whatever you want to call it is being perpetrated by Marxists. I didn't know this until recently, but they're a global organization that's been around for decades, and uh, um, they, they definitely BLM, have an agenda. Yes. They, they, Antifa and BLM are the street thugs, basically, of but Marxists. They're, they're, but, they're, you know, they're also coming out and saying that they are, which is funny. You know, I'm getting mixed messages through the media, and the media is the biggest joke out of all of it. Well, their goal they're is to... They're taking advantage um, of it. Yeah, they're, well, they're taking... It is, but at the same time, I think the only reason we're hearing about Marxism is because they want to indoctrinate people. Like for them, Antifa, BLM, etc., are fronts or like um, you know, like false flag, like fake, yes. a fake face. And basically, they would prefer it if they could just approach people and say, "Hey, do you do you want to be a Marxist?" People will say, "Yeah," but most people will not fucking do that. No, it no, takes, they won't. Yeah. The, the, the fact is, I've, I've noticed a younger generation, and this 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 plays into that, and this is what I'm seeing happening. Um, you know, when, when I was in school, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I was in public and private. I'll just put that out there in both school settings. When I was in school, they, they, we, you know, we, we did the pledge of allegiance. We didn't alter yeah. it. We we did the pledge of allegiance. We, we stood and, and we did that. Yeah. And, and now that's, you know, um, being removed from our schools and, you know, that that's a school's decision. I get that. But to me, you know, I, I believe in my country and what's sad to see happen is, is um, younger or this younger generation coming out and um, teachers specifically are putting their political position into the school. They're teaching them their political position. They're not showing them all sides and they're, and, and, and into their teachings and their lessons, you know, I'll just put this out there. I'm not a huge uh, Trump fan. I'm not. And the thing is, is that these, I, I will, I, I, I'm not scared to say this. I will vote for him again. And the reason I will is because it, it, it plays into the schools is, sorry, I'm getting a little sidetracked. Um, trying to break it down to you. Uh, no, please do. It. Yeah, no, please do. Yeah, um, all the time you need. <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought. It's been quite a crazy day. I'm just going to put that out. Well, you were talking about how the children of uh, America are being indoctrinated by teachers. Yeah, they're being taught stuff by teachers that isn't your regular history. You know what I'm saying? An alternative version of history. They're they're doing alternative. Yeah, exactly. You know, Mm -hmm. They're, they're changing it's not about history anymore. They're trying to, they're, they're teaching history, but they're also trying to tell them, Oh, these things that happened in our history are are, are terrible things. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of them are, but they're framing them in a ridiculous way. I mean, exactly. Your wording wording came out a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) And, and also too, and you know, like I'm a African-American gentleman, as you know, but and so like like from my perspective, I'm seeing that there there's a lot of the issue that is a matter of how people are perceiving it, which is related to how they were taught to perceive it. And in the black community, that's passed on, you know, from parent to child. But now you're seeing this other vector of indoctrination from the schools. And just to kind of to to explore, like go, 
expand on I, the I notion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's just hitting off that. It's something that you said in that, and I, I just want to bring this out. And um, you know, I, I just have to put this out there, and it has nothing to do with political position whatsoever. But something I've noticed with African American communities, and I, I, you know, I obviously you're you're one of my friends. I have many other African American friends. Um, and other people of color in my life and um, what what's disturbing to me is that I feel like there is some far left agenda that tries to victimize um, African American oh, people absolutely absolutely and make them th- and make them feel like they're a victim in a situation exactly. where they have they have the opportunity to change their situation they choose not to I and can absolutely I'm just agree saying with you the on that. far left tries to make them believe that they need them for their help. And at the end of the day, I mean, the American dream is do- getting up and doing this stuff for yourself. Well, so that's what happens. Like, that's exactly what I was also referring to. Like, from a very young age, you know, my parents did the best they could. They, I don't feel like they knew they were doing it. It wasn't malicious. But mm-hmm. I was indoctrinated with the concept that I would never have a fair shot that um that I'll always be a second class citizen of the United States. Yeah, and, and you want to talk you want to talk about systemic racism? That's it, systemic racism. It exists in the mind. It's like a mental it does, disease and, and that's I don't being I don't down. believe it. I'm a big uh, uh Shapiro fan actually. I listen to a lot of this stuff. And there's Yeah, I, I recently started listening to that I don't well. like about him. He's a great guy. I think he's smart. Um, yeah. But you know, he, he made a comment about systemic racism and, you know, I don't really believe it. I don't think you can have, I, I don't think it's real, but then I also see people trying to brainwash people of color to think that it's real and well, that, that they need I, to be a victim in this situation. That's what, that's what's sad to me. Cause I, I see so much potential in so many people and, and they try to play it off. Like, no, this is just how it is. Well, it's so there, so there was a time when there was definitely systemic racism. Like, you know, even after slavery, there was Jim Crow laws. Oh, even oh after 100%, that, there 100%. was redlining. And so I think a lot of what we're dealing with right now is the remnants of those things. And, it's, you know, it's only natural. And, and kind of back to what I was saying earlier, um, we could split hairs about slavery and all these things that have happened. But if we just look at the situation right now, we can say, like, we're all Americans, we're all here. This group mm-hmm. of people needs help. Exactly. And, you know, and then, and then if you, cause like, I think two of the things that kind of cause the mental disease, it's not really a mental disease. And I don't mean to condescend black people mm-hmm. or any people with that perspective, but that kind of creates that victim victimized mentality <laughs> is um, that people are always trying, especially with black people, we're always trying to look at things in the context of because I'm black and because of slavery. But if you take a few steps back, you'll see that there's, you know, a lot of Latinos, a lot of um, people from all over the world. All sorts here. of all, all sorts yeah. of people. Everybody's I mean, having, it's having every trouble. walk of life. Yeah, yeah it's and then, every walk of life. And, it's not just one. Yeah, and I feel bad for a lot of you know, like uh, my Caucasian friends or people I don't know because that must be horrible to be born into uh, like an eff- economically disparaging situation. And because of the color of your skin, you you know, people will look at you and say, Oh, you don't need it. You've already had everything given to you. And it's like, that's you know, kind of like, that's kind of what I get told. You know, I've had people tell me that and they go, Well, you came from, you know, white white family. You you're a white person. You you got to go to these private schools and do all these things and all these opportunities. But realistically, like my life's no different than anybody else. I'm barely getting by. Yeah. Know? Yeah, you know, and so it's like it 
there's evidence everywhere of the fact that it doesn't come down to skin mm-hmm. color. I mean, there's some cultural aspects that are relevant and some historical ones that, that frame the context of the situation. Yeah. We're in. But at the end of the day, it's to me, there is um, something systemic happening, but it's not necessarily racism. It's oppressive. It's something it's, we've it's never class. seen. That's well, the crazy part. I think it's always been here, but the technology that we have has put it in a new light and a new context. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, well, yeah. th- there's something that I've noticed even going into technology and so- the social media platforms. And I know we were going to talk about this later on, but I'll just even jump in now on it. Um, uh, Facebook, uh, big, big offender in my my position. I actually no longer have a Facebook because of this. Same but, here. Um, Facebook likes to censor um, you depending on what your views are. And oh, fact yeah. checking, fact checking is another thing that you know that bothers me with Facebook's platform now. I I, I most recently got rid of the platform, and um, yeah. they say you know that they're going they're going on a whim and basically allowing. Uh, I'm just saying, uh, uh, leftist extreme uh, uh, extremism is okay to be posted on Facebook. The moment I say anything about God, guns, or um, being patriotic it gets taken down um, See, that, or some... or they'll fact check something that you know i know is true but they don't want it on the internet because they don't want people to see it well it's scary because kind of like a lot of this extremist leftist that's communism in my opinion it, well not only that but it also seems to be um deplatforming america itself where it's becoming a crime to be, or like uh, frowned upon to be patriotic. You know, they're associating it with uh, racism and and police brutality. And it's like uh, your identity is attacked if you are a patriot. And that, and and this is, you know, this is kind of me getting off into a conspiracy theory, but like, I know for a fact that other countries do, like when Russia was caught up uh, trying to fuck with our, election our last election and we do that to them too but the thing that makes us more susceptible is the fact that we have a legitimate or supposedly legitimate election every so many years there's always elections going on in the united states and countries like russia and china those are dictatorships where you know they may put on a show like putin's but we all know behind closed doors he's the one deciding who's in charge Oh, and, yeah, um, and, uh, 100%. and so and I, that and I makes believe us, that happens even in the United States as far as well, crazy to, that may, may even sound. To a certain extent, but I think the problem is it's happening more now because of these other countries messing with us. And I feel like they're using it as an opportunity do, do to you, undermine our Do you honestly our think economy. there's 100% collusion? I just, I just have to ask. You mean like between Trump and Russia? Yes. I have no idea. I, I, I thought I, I have no idea too. That's why. Yeah. I, I don't think it really. I, the reason the reason I don't think there was collusion that this is the reason I don't mm-hmm. is because when they did that court case on the impeachment and then doing the uh, collusion case, they they didn't find anything. They didn't find one thing, and then they claimed there's nothing there. But yeah. then when they went into the um, impeachment case with trying to impeach Trump, there was more corrupt. De- yeah, they kind of told on themselves in, in a lot of ways. Situ- they told they 100% told on themselves. They found them all guilty. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in my opinion, like, in my opinion, if we're talking real crazy, that's treason. 
that's 100 percent treason no and matter what note, side it was have you have you heard that recent story about that uh nypd police chief who was caught taking money from china to yes um, yeah i actually like did see that the other that's day. <laughs> fucking nuts that's treason and that's fucking nuts and that's what honestly makes me the scariest right now is that a lot of the people that are on the left or, and on the right, to be honest with you, because there's a lot of right. It's both wing. sides. I'll, I'll, there's yeah. right wing extremists. I'll just say this. There's, but, a, boog, there's a boogaloo movement. Do I support well, I, the boogaloo movement? I don't know, man. They're not I think it's cops. a little... I think it's a little more complicated and we're being fed a very simplified story. So we do think in these polarized left, right terms, but really I think at the top there's people on both the Democratic and the Republican side who are taking money for other countries to essentially dismantle America from the inside. And then the natural response to that is the extremism that we see down here on our level where you do have people like some people who are kind of, you know, like not, you know, on both sides up to no good. But people who are up to, no, to who are not up to no good, who are being forced into extreme positions, and that's like that's, was, that's part of the problem why we have so many. It, it, that's that's literally the craziest part about the U.S. I'm not trying to cut you off at all, and I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, I, I, I have to I have to feed off that man. This is great. Um, yeah. It's you know yeah. You, I'm just gonna let you finish on it. On I'm sorry. Well, that that I mean, we're we're basically saying the same thing, which is you know interesting, and also why I do this podcast because you know, like we both made it clear, like I'm more of a left leaning person, you're more of a right leaning person, but we find ourselves very much in the middle with very very little differences in our perspective, and I've been feeling along for a long time with a lot of people like this bipartisan system that we have does not mm-hmm. facilitate the complexity of our our government and our and our laws. But um, I think, yeah, that we're I just think the U.S. Of... is kind of screwed up, honestly, no matter what we do, because we have so many God-given freedoms, and I don't want that to disappear. But I think the problem well, is, I think a huge problem was is when we tried to, well, they're trying to alter, you know, people are altering and, and putting different laws. A, a great example is I'm, I'm a gun person, and I know I understand uh second second amendment rights i think is a a good example even first amendment rights they're trying to to change these rights in our constitution and what's legal and what's illegal yeah and i get it i get people saying well we need to make changes for modern day and i get that but I don't think there should be changes, honestly, at the end of the day. I think we need to go back to the basics. I think these rules need to be thrown out. I think different laws definitely need to stay in place, but I think these Second Amendment laws need to go away. I think they need to let people carry. If they can constitutionally carry legally, let them carry. Stop putting all these different rules, and it applies into the First Amendment because you have First Amendment rights, right? They're trying to censor Mm -hmm. us. They don't want us to be Well, they're doing that through social media. They're, they're they're effectively and, and, and creating a system with social media where they can do that. That's the part that I don't get how they legally can get. Well, that's because whether it's a private own, platform. Whether they own it or not. I, and I get that. Yeah. But, it, but it was supposed but it to be public. It wasn't supposed to be private. It was supposed to be public. Well, there's talks of that. And um, even Jack Dorsey, the owner and one of the creators of Twitter, he has said um, on Joe Rogan's podcast, I believe, and probably in other places too, that you know maybe the conversation of once these platforms get too big, um, they need to become a public entity. 
you know what I mean? Like a utility, like electric. And fa- power, if I'm not mistaken, Facebook's still private, right? Oh, well, all of them are. All of them are still private and technically. And they, they need a pub. They need to be publicly traded. And honestly, well, no, like, I mean, no, they're they're publicly traded, uh, but I don't know yeah, too much about the social. I, I don't know the social media whether who buys who or who owns who. Yeah, I mean they're publicly traded, but like whenever and, and you know I'm no boss or of knowledge on the way this works, but the way I understand it is if the primary shareholder is the one who controls the company. And um, as long as you're able to maintain over 50% of the shares, you you run the company. And so that's the way that these kind of... No, that business. makes sense. I, I get that. Yeah, I get that. So, but yeah, it is, it is getting to the point where it can't just be about money and the laws that we have in place because there are ethical issues and our democracy is being undermined. I, and and kind of going back to what you're saying before, our freedom is being weaponized against us. I think that these foreign agents... And these extremists here are using the fact that we have so many freedom to almost make a case where, like, you, you shouldn't have freedom because look at what you guys do with it, you know. And I think that a lot of these dictatorships would love that because the people, like, there were protests in Wuhan, you know, when we were right before Corona started, and and a lot of times there are protests in different parts of the world. Well, I mean, and I call, think, call I think, uh, and just I, to finish I, my I point, just to finish my point, I think um, a lot of these countries want to destroy america so their people will no longer have that concept of hoping for freedom well yeah i mean we're the greatest country on the, the face of the earth in my opinion no, no one else for comes me. close to what we have dude like that is that's an established fact you it, know it, it, yeah um i i think i don't know one country that has all the god-given rights and i'm not trying to throw god into this but you know that's just my belief we, well, there's we have something, all these rights. Nobody else has that. Nobody there's has something, that. There's definitely something to that, though. And, and not to, not, you know, uh, the Christian God is commonly accepted as the de facto well, God I, I in America. Theology. I mean, God's but, a widespread name. It, it's a concept. <laughs> yeah, it's a concept. Yeah. And, that, and I think that what you said is very accurate because uh, when people hear, you know, our Constitution, like it inspires something in someone and people everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. like it is a God or something divine about it, like our concept of freedom. And while the, lin- the, the lineage of our country didn't exactly, you know, adhere to the concept that it laid out, here in the legacy, we find ourselves fighting. Yeah, you know, things um, take time to, to develop, that. though. You, I mean, people, exactly. fled, people fled to the United States before the United States was the United States. And the reason they came here, they came to settle. No, yeah, they freedom. took and do I agree with what happened with the Indians? No, but we're going way off off course on that. We, <laughs> we you know, we took stuff from someone else and made it ours, regardless of what we. Well, you know, that, if we you look, it. if you study history, that is the way of the world, and the fact that we have a concept right now of saying, "Hey, that's unfair. We shouldn't do that," and that, and then I'm saying, and I'm not saying that it's okay anyway. It's horrible. It happened, and I'm not saying that they're the reservations that they have now make up for it. But the fact that they do have reservations means that we care. You know, we care about right and wrong. And um, and I think in a lot of ways, America embodies that. I think that people's, people. are, people's morals are broken, I think, is really what's going on. I think moral, morals are gone. They're out the window. Well, morality, <laughs> morality is something that always exists within the context of social structures, you know. Yeah. And so I think that what we're seeing and, and is if that... If the media and people make it socially acceptable, then it's socially acceptable. 
Well, it's a little more complex than that, and that's where you're seeing the backlash against the main or the lamestream media, if you will. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, because like uh, people decide what's right and wrong, and whenever mm-hmm. it's a person deciding what's right and wrong, I think that that inevitably goes off the wheels, and it kind of goes back to absolute power corrupting absolutely. Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, you, you have all the power in the world. Yeah, you, you at some point, you're going to have that power to the point where you want to make a decision. And that decision yeah. might not be the best decision for everybody, unfortunately. Well, inevitably, people don't want to let go of that power. And, uh, you know, you see with Putin, he keeps himself in office. And I think to some, to a large extent, he'll, he'll, he'll it, be in office till he dies. I mean, that's exactly, exactly, exactly. Like that, everyone knows that, and it's sad that, like you know, and that's that's one of the things that scare me globally, and especially here in America too, is when we all see something that is clearly wrong, and there are no repercussions. Like Epstein, uh, he did not fucking kill himself, you know. And there are numerous ah. cases of. Stuff yeah, like that. he, did, he and, did not kill himself. That was that was a deal. That was totally a deal. I mean, all of yeah. that shit. I mean, save yeah. the children. I believe in that. Save the children. Why is it that they they lock up, uh, you know, his friend, and then all of a sudden, while she's locked up, they find they find all these kids. Well, you know what I think it is. I think it's uh, leverage. Like they're holding. So I see. I think there's a shadow war going on. And I think oh, there's that, stuff, there's stuff going yeah. on that the public does not see. That's one hundred percent. It's there. I know it's there. Um, yeah. What that is, well, I don't. You know, it's been slowly coming to the surface. On you know, it's it's kind of like drain the swamp. It's not just one person that they need to drain. They need to drain the whole government. They need to change it all. They don't yeah. need to change what our fundamentals are, but they need to change how these people are put into power and who's in power. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, I don't. I don't think it's necessarily just the president. I don't think it's just the president. It's all even down to local government, even down to local government. Well, uh, California, perfect example. Oh, that's a perfectly horrible example. Like that pedophile law, dude. Did you hear about that? Oh, I heard about it. It makes me sick to my stomach. How did that pass? If they're ten years younger than you, then you're not getting criminally prosecuted for it. You don't. They don't even have to register as a sex offender. offender. Yeah, that makes me sick. That is, and how did that pass? Like, I don't know anybody anywhere that would say that's okay. There's some sick people in charge, and Gavin Newsom is one of them. Dude. I wasn't trying to go there. No, but, you should you know, go there. You, you, ha- you have someone that's in charge. And California has been led by really bad people for a long time. It just, it's always been that way. Uh, I wouldn't say always. When I was a younger kid, it wasn't too bad. I grew up in Orange County. Very, well, from, uh, from what uh, I hear, uh, nice suburb area. But it's progressively gotten worse. And that's why I left. Well, I, so what I've heard about that is that, that kind of started in the 60s or 70s when, like, so the homeless epidemic here started when they shut down. There used to be a lot of mental health facilities. Oh, yeah, they got rid of them. They got rid of them, and then all of a sudden the homeless population started to skyrocket. Yeah. And over the 30 years between 1970 and 2000, 100%. Yeah, and you start to see if you you know if you really look close, there's these little secret laws that get passed, like this fucking pedo law, and like you well, know they, like they different. They put that through. I mean, this is my thing. I get it. Um, you, you know, it's all it's been a slew of little tiny changes that they've made over the years, and 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 this is just on one part of the subject. But 
you know, um, I respect uh, people's uh, sexual orientation, whatnot, however they want to identify. That's their thing. But they start um, doing all these different bathroom laws and changing stuff like that. You, uh, uh, you know, if you identify a woman, you could be a grown ass man and probably not identify. But all you have to say is I identify as a woman. Next thing you know, you're in the woman's restroom and you can do whatever you want. People can't tell you no. See, and that's an you example know, of what I was saying that, before of them weaponizing the freedom. That's where they changed it. But do you see how that's like a, a, a method for weaponizing freedom? So we give the, the people the freedom to choose their orientation and how they're, uh, you know, what they I identify don't, as. Don't, I, I get where they're like, they, you know, they want to be able to go in the women's restroom. If you look like a woman, fine. If you dress like a woman, fine. Go in the women's restroom if you really uh, identify that much. You know, you could be criminally prosecuted if you were to do anything weird or sick anyways. But my thing is, why didn't you, they just keep the, the bathrooms general neutral from the beginning and just let, leave them with the restroom where they can go if they choose to? Well, and they, didn't, that, they chose that not would to do be, that. that. I, I, I kind of see where you're coming from with that. But it, like, if that was always the case, that, that could be uncomfortable. Like if there was a imagine I'm, establishment. I'm not saying like that. You, you go into a, a Target, right? Target's one of the backers yeah. of them letting uh, let them go in the women's restroom just for sake. Yeah. Target, Target could put, they could have a women's room, a men's room. All they got to do is have one extra room that has a boy and girl yeah, sign the, on it. And the it's gender flexible. neutral room. Yeah. Gender neutral. Yeah, the, That's all they need. Yeah. Just make it a thing where gender neutral bathrooms have to be everywhere so people don't really have those kind of things. If you're gender yeah. neutral, go in there. Yep. I mean, that would simplify things, but that's that's but where no I feel what, like there is some type of organization that intends to undermine our democracy by weaponizing our freedoms against us, by putting us in a position where we have chaotic dissonance and, you know, the inclination to make laws yeah. to restrict ourselves even more just to, uh, you know, just to appease no, I, outrage. I get, I get it, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing on California, taxes. Taxes oh killed God. me in California. Did you know yeah. you have to make at least about $42 an hour to live comfortably in California, to be that safe and comfortable? That doesn't surprise me at all. I was making $20 an hour at this job. And, and I you're still, still barely to, getting by. I had to live with roommates. <laughs> you know, I drive like an yeah. older vehicle that's already paid yeah. off. And um, I remember as a, like when I was younger, I thought, oh, man, if I ever made, you know, $20 an hour. But, but this, is the, this is the shade. part that taxes don't make sense to me on it, right? The taxes don't add up because they, California likes to tax you for everything, right? Yeah. But then you look at the cities. And you look at what's going on around you, and they tell you where this tax money supposedly is going. It's not fucking going see, there. <laughs> you don't see it go. You don't see it going to anything that could be used. I mean, how many fucking potholes do you run into in the city? How many times Dude. have you seen them say that they were going to get the roads fixed, Dude. or they were going to uh, uh, make sure that they were going to keep the beaches clean, or they're going to put more money into uh, other resources? To, to clean up the state and make things nice, but you don't see that money going to anything. It, you know where it's going? It's going in local government's pockets. Yep. Uh, perfect example. Gavin Newsom just got in. I hope he gets in. I hope he gets in trouble for this is really what it's coming down to. So his brother has a LLC. He, his brother owns a business, some sort of LLC. He gifts Gavin Newsom a, a I think it was like a six some six point five million dollar home, something like that. They said they have to get it raised because I didn't claim this shit in his taxes. The own governor 
Wow. Tries to embezzle tax evasion. Tax yeah. evasion on a six million dollar <laughs> gift. Who the oh fuck my do you think you God. are? And then he wants wow. to go over. Then he wants to attack, uh, you know, local business owners, small business, and then put taxes and different shit on them that they shouldn't have to have to pay for. They shouldn't. You know, yeah. if you want to leave this, you know what a law that they're passing right now. If you want to leave the state of California, and I know this sounds like a lot of money, but they're saying liquid assets. Liquid assets aren't the same. I mean, you could run a business. And have millions of dollars in that business and what the evaluation of that business is. But they want to tax you for it if you want to leave. They want to tax you 4% for leaving the state off your your uh, your uh, gross, uh, I guess, or whatever your amount is. It's be around $30 million. And how many years did you say they were wanting and to then do they that want, after? And then they want you to uh, pay 4% on that for 10 years, even after you've already left the fucking state. <laughs> They want to tax that your income insane. 4% for 10 years, and you don't even live there. What What is that? Well, they're driving out. It's, it almost seems to me like they're sabotaging the fucking state because it's like they're doing everything they can to turn it into a fucking shithole. You know, like by not having the controlled I, burns, I, you know, we have these insane fires well, every you have year. Mil- okay, so yeah, you have millions of dead trees. It's been an issue in California for many yeah. years. This isn't yeah. a new thing. No. Uh, a perfect example of them not taking care of this, and and it's funny. Uh, they, Trump said something about this, and they they twisted it and turned it on him. Uh, when the Paradise fires were going on the other year, yeah, and it you know it devastated a lot of people in Northern California, all the way going into Southern California, you know, yep. and and um, Trump says, well, you know, you have all these dead trees that need to be taken down and whatnot, and this brush that needs to be cleared and. You guys aren't putting resources into it, which is where our tax money's going. They're not doing any of that. And then you have this massive fire the other year, and then you have another massive fire this year. And then they still they they go, oh, you know, we don't know what to do. You know, I I literally think they let it happen, and they did that, let it happen. They did. I mean, that's what I'm saying. They're sabotaging the state, like you know, like they're they're just pilfering it. They're just like hitting it like a fucking broken slot machine it's it's terrible i mean i i live you uh, know I'm, I'm in the i wouldn't say but i'm in the state of oregon you know and i'd say the yeah. state's actually pretty damn great other than uh portland or eugene in my opinion um yeah. but we do controlled burns to get rid of this shit you know oregon yep. had its first fire we haven't had a fire like that supposedly in years from my understanding uh, yeah. I have friends and family, you know, in cities that were completely devastated and burnt down to the ground because of this. Jeez. And then they want to blame global warming. Global warming, yeah, it's an issue, but it's not the problem. The problem is, is what are these governors doing to control and, 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 and you know, where the tax money? Where's the tax money going? This you stuff know, could so, be avoided. Something that's interesting about the global warming conversation because I know like there's debate around it. I believe that there is climate change. I'm not 100% sold that people are 100% on, but there's climate change on any planet. I mean, it, the universe exactly. changes all the time. Exactly. And, and even if we are making changes, there's, there's even people who said we were going to hit an ice age and basically those changes averted it. But something that's interesting um, that kind of Trump 
said, and I definitely don't agree with everything he says, but something he says make a lot of sense, that if we did start all these initiatives to, um, you know, to alter the way we do business, the way of life, so we could mm. help make a positive impact on uh, climate change, yeah. that, that would put a huge strain on our economy, which makes a lot of sense. And meanwhile, countries like Russia and China, who already do unethical um, things that pollute the environment, well, yeah. well, Russia's drilling hey, oil, one. melting exactly. the fucking caps, they're going to be emboldened by that. Not only yeah. are they going to see that some of our resources are being diverted towards this other thing, but you know, if, the, if it does make any significant change, they could easily sabotage us and profit in the process. By, you know, like Russia could turn up their fucking drilling processes up there, and you know, like they're like, oh shit, things are getting colder. Let's make America look bad and get some more oil. Yeah. And so there's a tactical element to, um, you know, even if we just we knew for a fact that climate change was being caused by humans and oh. it was global warming, there's still another dimension to it that we have to look at that's related to national defense. I'm a hundred percent about alternative energy. But yeah. the thing is that what what science and what people say, I don't, I I think it's their agenda and how they believe, and that's fine. And I know there's some proven facts to what they say, but a huge group of people, uh, specifically, I think it was in West Virginia, you have all mm-hmm. these coal miners, and these guys have been coal miners for multiple generations. Their dad, their granddad, their their grandpa, it goes down. That's yeah. all they know. And then you go, you're gonna say, oh, we're shutting down all the coal mines wait, wh- where do all these people go? Well, yeah. See, so with that, like, I think they know coal... a trade that they've known their whole life. And I don't think coal's, coal's not that dirty of a burn if it's burned properly. It, yeah, but there are a lot of runoff issues caused by coal. Well, but see, so this, and this yeah, is something... I, I get it. I get it. I, yeah. I, I also want to get your opinion on this as well. And it's kind of related to what you're saying about how these workers are being displaced. The concept of universal basic income. Are you? I don't, you like, I, I, I don't like it. Why not? Um, Do you think those coal miners deserve universal universal uh, money? Basic. You're saying I have to pay in taxes for? I, I'm just no, curious. no, no. So. Um, this, I learned about this, uh, from Andrew Yang and what he had proposed is a scenario that is probably in the near future where a lot of these larger companies like Amazon, they start to become more automated with, uh, machine oh, yeah. algorithms. Oh, and, uh, and so what will happen is their profit margins will increase while they need less personnel. And so at that point, he argued well, that's that been it an become, o- that's been an ongoing issue. Exactly. And so he argued that at that point it would to some extent become these larger companies responsibility to pay back into the country. That's basically, you know, their home base and making them all this money. And that that would come in the form of a dividend, a monthly payment that everyone would get that would uh, supplement their income. It wouldn't be a lot. And based off of his model, it wouldn't be taxpayers. It would be large businesses that are profiting kind of like how Amazon is only profiting from COVID-19. You know, you got yeah, all these small I, businesses. I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of Jeff Bezos. He could go fuck himself. For all <laughs> you hear that, Jeff? Just kidding. Uh, he's no, probably I, not mean, I mean, he, 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 he realistically, I, I get Amazon's platform. Genius idea. The guy's a great yeah. businessman. I mean, I'm not going to lie. They yeah. what the hell he's doing. But so many people out of business, too. There's the argument. And he's in and he's in bed with China. And like look how like everything you fucking order on Amazon is from China. 
Like I tried to yeah. find American Project, which isn't totally his fault because we do need to start making shit here, you know. But well, yeah, that's, that's always been a huge issue. We outsource everything. I'm yeah. with Trump on this. Bring everything here. It might bring cost it. us more, but, but it'll it be here. worth it. it make it well, here. You, so you know what though? Like with the way automation is going, this could be a perfect opportunity to start making shit here because we are going to have it where you need less people. I, I see a future where in every town there's a 3D printing center and there's artisans and engineers who just make designs on the computer. And then you go, you buy their design, you license their design, you go down to the 3D printer place and you buy items like that. It's all made here. Well, you know I, mean, I mean, that's always, that's always been a feasible thing. I think it's down the road, but we, we are progressively moving. We're really way. close. We're really close. To I mean, automation. I mean, I don't know how many commercials, cause you know, I've, I, I've, I, I've been partial owner of businesses in the past and um, family businesses. And uh, a huge thing that I've noticed with it is it, 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 it's going that direction. We don't need as many employees. Yeah. So that what that should allow for, though, is more freedoms. And the fact that the top 1% of the world including this ratio scales to our nation have over 50 percent of all the wealth i mean we it, like universal basic income is not far-fetched you know what i mean it's, like it's literally not, it's not and i see the argument to why big business does not want that yeah because they're gonna because have to pay. it's like hey i worked my ass off to get here a lot some there's some not necessarily like that. there's you know, some like, there that are like that that that's absolutely true but like if amazon had to pay if Amazon had to pay, you know, twelve percent of their profits, not not their operational costs or their gross, you know, annual what they make, gross. their yeah. annual growth. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, like twelve percent of their profits, like that profit is what CEOs are using to have private jets. You know, like shit like that. And yeah. you know, there becomes like a like a kind of corporate dynasty where these people are just like they live in this this other society where they're disconnected from our reality. And I don't think, I think they, they kind of get some of them. What was Yang's position? I, I know he, he, I've never really read into it. I know who he is and I've heard about his proposal on this, but what, what do we, you say top 1% or whatever, but I mean, how much money were we talking to where they, they legally or not legally, I guess. <laughs> But how much ethically, money are we talking ethically? I mean, when they could start taxing these companies, I mean, how much so, money are we talking? Well, I, I, I do, I should look deeper into this, but basically, as of we can now, revisit it. it's fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, we'll do this again. I, I don't know the specific numbers, but I know based off of what he said, and he seems like a guy who does his research, that you know, they're almost like right now they could technically probably afford it. Like, you take all the top, like, you take the top. 50 businesses that operate out of America, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, these fucking global heavy hitters. You're telling me yeah. that they can't give, you know, every American citizen a thousand dollars a month, you know, like people are spending, you know, half of that on their it's, products. It's, every such month. A, it's such a gray area, man. I mean, I, I, I get it. I get it. I, because- I, I get, I get the reason why I see the benefits behind it, but then also, so, dude, well, I, I've, uh, I've been I've been in small enough business where 
some of these things actually if i remember correctly uh, uh my my father who's in a, in a business had a business he's retired now told me even at even though that we were technically a small business because we had more than 100 employees some of those tax guidelines were being thrown at my dad so that and, that's, we're, and we're not and we're not an amazon i right get now. where you're coming from and that's where it is a slippery slope and it can fall into like a really socialist state and i think it's important to keep it off of that track but then uh, look at those speak- um look at those coal miners yeah i know i know and you hear me yeah yeah i'm, I'm here do you feel like those coal miners who are being completely uh, they don't deserve they don't deserve it no they don't deserve not getting money because of what's going on and so, because they're displaced so they so they do but i don't, don't i don't deserve. i don't they they I, I think they absolutely deserve benefits but i don't you know that's kind of where it comes into like well if that's all you know and that's all you know i mean i get that but then there has to be another way i mean there's i, I know there doesn't seem like it but there has to be another way Cause like, so here's another scenario. So like, okay, what you know is what you know. Um, one thing that Andrew Yang has talked about is like automation. Very likely there's some positions where automation will just fucking smash it. And radiology is one. That's one where you have to go to school for years. Very difficult to get into, but they found because of how procedural it is, um, it lends itself very well to being done by some autonomous unit. And so oh, yeah, think about somebody who went to college for 10 or however many years it takes to become a radiologist. It's, it's, remo- it's removing jobs from people. I mean, no and, matter how you look at it, so, things but, are becoming more and more automated. I, but mean, look at I this. could have anything drop shipped to my house within exactly. an hour. Exactly. And then look at this on a larger scale. Like, Let's say that in five years, we no longer need cashiers. Or uh, fast food workers, like you drive up to a, a almost completely automated place and get your food. Let's say that like a few industries are displaced in this way, and maybe like 25% of uh, people who graduate from high school who aren't going to college, let's say 25% of them, whereas they would be working in fast food jobs or service jobs, no longer have the outlet. So they're just floating. Until they well, can get that, that, yeah, that's gonna disappear. I mean, I know that. I mean, Amazon, so, a great example. You have Amazon grocery stores now, maybe one to two ex- people exactly. And, and then, then you're gonna have automated trucks and drones well, that deliver every, the food. Everything's, everything's becoming automated. That's really what yeah. it's coming down to. And it's sad. It, to me, it's a little sad, you know. It's well, uh, I mean, it's it's it doesn't have to be sad, it's it can be exciting because, like I it, said, it's exciting and sad because we don't know. I mean, what are these people going to do for work? Well, that's why I, I think universal basic income is feasible. And I understand your concerns about it trickling down and affecting businesses that aren't within the scope. But I think it's very obvious that companies like Amazon, well, they shouldn't, Apple, they shouldn't be in the scope, but they fall in the scope for some reason. I I, I want to get more facts I'll, around I'll, that. because I'll just say this. I'll just say this. So like uh, the, I, I'm not going to put any names of where I came from or who I worked for or what my family's company was, but we were a $50 million a year business. Yeah. Does that mean that $50 million went into our pockets? No, no. not by any means, but that's pushing us to that point of where we're borderline well, right there. You no know offense, but 50 million isn't shit. I'm talking about billions. It's not. And just, to, not. just to compare, like if you took a, bi- a million I'm, I'm seconds, it wasn't really Yang that I was talking about. It was California in general. All of a sudden, 
that 50 million and then that's not including assets we had more in assets well i think you guys were being targeted by something very different from the concept of universal basic income but i definitely get your concerns because that is something that gouging is it's definitely more something that's once happening it here in california to group, then it starts to it makes it easier yeah it makes it easier to do to other people or if you if you let this little rule pass and it makes this next rule easier to to pass it's it's a slippery slope and i definitely get your concern around and that and how it could... starting, and that's where I, that's where I'm, I, I i get you i'm not trying to cut you off i think where things are starting to get screwed up is we weren't supposed to govern that much we're governing shit too much well i i agree with you but then there's also the fact that there are very bad people out there and and that's, that's never going to change that's and this never going to change a, this is something i'm going to throw out there and you probably wouldn't think i'd necessarily say this uh, being a, a, a firearm uh, owner, a gun advocate myself, um, I wish there was no guns. I wish there was never any guns. Dude, I wish. I wish that I too. did. I wish. I wish I never had to own one. Yeah. But this is the pro- this is the problem. They've been around for so long. There's enough firearms in the United States, if not more, to supply each citizen with three guns. They're just a, a way of like they're not going away. So like there's rock. Not, when I walk outside, there's, there's like saying I want to get rid of rocks, <laughs> you know, like because they're just fucking they're there. All right. They're well, what, not what, go away, but, that but what will happen? The, that plays into the the safety issue. But you but know, you know what will happen? People are gonna get bad stuff. You know what will happen though? Um, and this is this is heavily my own theory, but I studied history yeah. a bit, and the and and society or warfare goes through what I call um, armor phases. Uh, mm-hmm. Back in ancient Roman times, people used a weapon called the sling, David and Goliath, oh, yeah, and yeah. shepherd sling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Around like years later in Europe, when ar- when knights started wearing armor, they stopped using the sling because yeah, it was no longer armor. effective. Yeah, so it's it it what I called an armor phase. And then there's um what I, I could call an offense phase where, okay, you got these guys with these big pieces of armor and then they made the gun. And the gun made it. So you, why would you walk around in all that armor when you could just get shot? And so now we're in like this gun phase. But I think we're on the verge of another armor phase where they're going to have something that's like a laser trophy system that will block bullets, that will like incinerate them. You know, and you no, dude, that's it's super possible. It's not like you know, like I am a technologist. I do kind of I study mean, the stuff. That's extremely I, no, I possible. I believe you. I believe you. No, I believe you. And I know it's possible. Anything's possible through science. You know, yeah, and so I, I think what, what's going to happen is we're going to enter another armor phase. Well, what's scary about that is like it could also be very Orwellian because you won't be able to kind of stop. Uh, the government from becoming totalitarian. And I know like, mm-hmm. you know, and then that's one reason why I appreciate the fact that there's Republicans who have views that want smaller government. And I think that our forefathers intended well, for there to be this kind of um, this push. That, and was the, that was the original conservative was small government. Yeah. That was well, the original, yeah. that was almost the original democratic side of things, liberal side of things. They didn't want big government really also either. Only big government then, wants big government. But, but but then things changed. People got power and it changed, unfortunately. Yeah. But back back, back into the, 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 the you know the gun activism side of things. I mean, I you know, there's removing the firearms or, or, or mandatory buybacks or mandatory surrenders or however they want to uh, put this out there. Well, Obama already proved that that's all bullshit when he it, when he bought all those guns back and then sold them to fucking cartels or whoever. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I mean, the guy's an idiot. 
Yeah. Um, well, he's not an idiot, but he is potentially a very bad individual, like a bad uh, person. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's stupid. He's a well-educated person. But but, he's, I, but he, I don't think he has people's best interest in mind. But he certainly no, didn't I, have the African American population's best interest in mind. And based off of like you know like how many thousands of innocent people died in drone strikes under his administration like he did a lot of shady shit and he just rode this well, white horse the, of the being biggest the first one that, the biggest one that president. the biggest one kills me most recently but i'm gonna i'm gonna get on it and then have to go back on to something else but is the the ice the ice issue oh they're yeah. saying they, they blame trump for it right guess who but, signed that guess who started that dude, the obama did, administration did you know that more um illegal immigrants died in those camps under Obama. Cause like somebody tried to call Trump out, like, you know, people are dying there and they yeah, did they, and, like, they they found that more Trump. people died under Trump, Obama's this was, administration. This was something that was already a problem. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just the way that the lamestream media is, uh, you know, covering they try to corner and use stuff against them. That's really what it comes down it's to. A I don't narrative. think they do. You know, I don't think the dude does it. He, he's running the country like a business, and nobody's yeah. seen it. And unfortunately, people aren't liking it. I don't like all of it. But he's honestly, given the circumstances, we have coronavirus, we have riots, we have all this crazy stuff, and people want to turn and blame him. Blame well, I think him. the one, the like, I think a lot of that is the establishment trying to undermine him because he's shaking it up. But in terms of, like... um he they they in this you see this a lot in the media orange man bad they <laughs> they want they constantly attack his character you know like they can't really say him. a whole lot of he's time. been and the it, same person since he was since, in high school junior and since he was on that kid. show you know like uh biggest loser or no the 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 show he, you know he's done like shows and he, yeah, he has yeah, that personality he, uh, but the, that the that would be my people my main <laughs> criticism of him would be his conduct because that's the one thing he has the most control over. And that's the most polarizing aspect of him. Like that's the biggest fuel source. For, I'll, let um, you left know. Wing I, I'll let you know what, what left wings don't like is they see extremists, see someone that I'm, they, they, they're pointing at this guy because I hate to say this, but anyone that deep in business we're not the most liked people. It's cutthroat. Yeah, yeah, and that's the and, way business and, is. And, and if, if people really knew what behind the scenes of their favorite companies that they go splurge and buy all their favorite stuff from and knew what the owners of those companies were doing or how they acted, they wouldn't be happy with them either. No, no. Well, like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, everyone's uh, buying their narratives like you know yeah, like everyone's yeah, basically buying a story yeah. to be told and yeah. um you know if you pull up the sheet back a little bit it's kind of like the wizard of oz you'll see like oh there's no fucking wizard back here this is a guy <laughs> pulling some levers you know he's making yeah, some money yeah you know so yeah. and yeah and that, and that's really getting to a scary point um i won't belabor it too much but i am you know in like the technology field and how much your data is harvested and a lot of people don't know this but when they harvest your data, it's not just for advertising. It also affects like your health care and uh, whether or not you'll get approved for a loan for your house. These companies oh, yeah. will they, buy they your data. Everything. Like, for example, they know that like um, lower income people tend to have higher health risks. And so based off of your metadata, if your searches and your emails, 
they have algorithms that can decipher all these characteristics about you so that when you go try to get health care, you know, depending on your search history, you may or may not get health care. Your rate may be higher based off of that. Like there's a oh, lot yeah, of aspects because like, everyone, like I always try to advocate should, privacy, yeah, 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 privacy. And, and most people are like, Oh, I'm not doing anything wrong. What do I have to hide? And it's like, it's not about hiding shit. That's like saying that just because you have nothing to say, freedom of speech doesn't matter. Uh-huh. And um, it, it's, it's a really complex problem that not enough people are turned on to, but it kind of relates to what you're saying about ethics and business. And it is becoming an issue. And I think that's why you do have a lot of this, um, you know, kind of socialist mindset that people are adopting under the guise of democracy. Uh, yeah. It's a fear of like these these mega giants that they have no influence over, completely running their lives, and you know they're not they don't know the specific methodology or tools that would be used to do that. So it's kind of like swinging a bat in the dark hoping to hit the bear you know what i mean it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're like oh fuck i know there's a bear i know there's a bear i can't see it i can smell it yeah, i agree i can hear it i know it's there and uh and then every you know and we're all huddled by this fire trying to get the best spot in the middle and the bear comes and just snatches you know a few every night you know and then they'll let us reproduce you know that's that's what it is that's the mentality i'm seeing everyone's trying to huddle next to the warm spot in the fire and get away from the bear Nobody's ready to mount a defense against I, the bear. I, I tell you, the... I'll tell you what, I tell you what, man, because uh, I'm gonna have to wrap this up pretty soon. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good, dude. We, we've done an hour, so this is a, um, a good so one. So we'll, we'll we'll definitely hop back on and, and do this again. Um, yeah. But th- this is all I gotta say is, come in November. Um. I might sound crazy, but I think some shit's going to come to light. And um, I just, you know, I just hope, I just hope that everything works out for the best. That's all I know. I 100% agree with you on, on both it, accounts. It, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're a leftist or if you're a far rightist or if you're liberal or Democrat and or Republican. That's, that's the main message that I want to send people. And that's I, why I'm I glad think, you came on here to talk to me because we do have different views, but I think we are showing what, that it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what skin color you are, or what race, or what your background is. I, I just want to say this, is that um, if anybody actually does listen to this, um, just be careful. Um, I think stuff's going to get shaken up, and it's progressively gotten worse through this coronavirus period. Scaring my and, listeners, um, man. You know, just be aware. Don't don't trust CNN. Don't trust Fox. Yeah. There yeah. You thank you. Yep. Don't don't get your information off someone else's opinion on Facebook. Don't get your information from Twitter uh, or mainstream media because uh, you know it's gonna make you twisted. And I just got to say this. I listen to both sides. I do listen to mainstream, but I got to hear both. And I fact check and I fact check and I fact check. And there's stuff that's happened months ago that I still can't make a decision on. But just do your due diligence and, and you know, make sure that you uh, you read everything and, and, and double check stuff because 
there's things going on on both sides that are, are wrong. And we, we need to wake up as a society. I'm not saying be woke. I'm saying wake up and, and, and really pay attention to what's going on around us. Yeah, man. Well, thank you. Because we're thank we're not for... all bad, you know. Like you said, we're not all bad people. We 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 come from different backgrounds, and uh, we still agree on what we talk about. And we we might disagree, but do we tear into each other? No. Uh, <laughs> I think there's more things in common than we think. Dude, and 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 thank you for being on my show and put proving that. You know, like that. You know, like I I, I appreciate you so much for coming on and. And kind of having these opposing views with me and, you know, talking it out. Like, I, I, you know, it's it's diversified my perspective around things. Like, you know, I just looked at big businesses as like, oh, just there's big business, there's small business. But you've shown me that there's an intermediary kind of gray area that can be heavily exploited by, um, you know, your concepts like universal basic income. So. That's yeah. uh, that's great, I man. Mean, there's that's... great, there's gray area on all of it, man, and I, I just appreciate it, and I hope to do this again soon. Thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, really enjoyed that conversation that we had, getting a different perspective about people, uh, about just right right leaning views, and um, and where we meet in the middle. Uh, that was my buddy Red. You can actually find him on Instagram at pacific underscore nw underscore tactical um it's pacific northwest tactical and his instagram again is pacific underscore n as in nancy w as in world underscore tactical um but yeah we'll be probably doing some stuff like that again and so uh you know keep an eye out if you enjoyed this anyway thanks see you guys next time